Hello, good day folks. Uh, kita sambung lagi RMK156. Uh, last week we discussed about the uh, duties of the employees and right of the employees as well. So this week we will continue from that point onwards. Um, if you look at the previous notes, you can see that it is the right of the employee to be part of a safety and health committee at the workplace. So basically, the employer should form safety and health committee at the workplace when, number one, there are more 40 and more employees uh, working at, in the workplace, or number two, when it is instructed by the Director General of DOSH that such committee to be uh, uh, set up although it is might be lesser than 40 as initially required okay that's the formation of safety and health committee at the workplace okay why you might ask why do we need uh, such a committee to be formed the function of the safety and health committee at the workplace are various number one to review the safety and health procedures at the workplace um, you might uh, aware that basically this issue relating to health and safety come in tandem with the many factors including for example the latest machine used at the workplace or the latest techniques available so with new machine or new techniques come with it perhaps new risk elements so the function of this committee is to review the health and safety procedure at work at the workplace whether it will cater with the, uh, the the current needs of the workplace of the site to address safety and health risk and number two this committee also to investigate any complaints or other related matters that are raised and also to hold regular discussion with the employer on issues relating to safety and health at the workplace so maybe some people uh, felt that they are not properly protected. Some of the employees can go and talk to the uh, committee and it can be a medium to investigate uh, any complaints related. As well as to hold discussion, to, to be again a middleman, a middle person, middle uh, uh, central for everything, to hold discussion with the employer on issues relating the safety. Perhaps uh, they are not happy with the, how the, the, the employer manage the, such issue, such issue, and the, the committee will play that role to discuss the matter with the employer. Okay, safety and health officer. This is another person that is required to be uh, stationed by the Act. An employer who is classified under the Safety and Health Act 1994 must employ a competent person to act as a safety and health officer. The Safety and Health Officer is to ensure that the Safety and Health Act 1994 is complied with and also instrumental in promoting a safe and healthy working environment. So we have this huge project where we need to have a Safety and Health Officer SHO and this fellow SHO, he is paid quite uh, handsomely. The gaji dia agak tinggi because of responsibilities that they pegang as well as um, the power that he have uh, to a certain extent SHO can even issue a stop work order kalau dia rasa the safety matter tidak ditangani dengan baik ok hmm. 
Penalty A person who by an act or omission contravene any provision of this particular OSHA Act or any other regulation made there under the regulation yang dibuat berdasarkan OSHA so we have the act and then we have regulation yang yang expand the application of the act okay shall be guilty of an offence and if no penalty is expressly provided sekiranya tidak ada contohnya dalam satu section tu dia kata dia bagi uh, hukuman okay then we follow that hukuman specified in that clause in that section tapi if there are no um provision on hukuman but there are con a violation of that particular section of the act generally he will be liable to a fine not exceeding not exceeding 10000 ringgit or to imprisonment for a term not exceeding 1 year or to both and in the case of continuity of the offence a fine not exceeding 1000 ringgit for every single day or part of the day during which the offence continues after conviction kalau berterusan kesalahan itu tidak ada penambahbaikan every single day kena kira uh, denda tambahan right ok we have as I mentioned earlier we have the act we have the act and then akta-akta ini dikembangkan sebagai regulations sama juga dengan OSHA Occupational Safety and Health Act dia ada beberapa regulations yang kita panggil yang diberanak pindahkan daripada Akta Induk The Parent Act OSHA standards address specific hazards such as working in confined spaces handling hazardous waste or working with dangerous chemicals however regulations they are more generic in some cases than standards and more specific in others so regulation on the other hand it can be general it can be uh, specific the tujuan untuk address uh, certain-certain issue yang berbangkit jadi kalau you guys refer to the slides you can see some classification of how the act been uh, formed in the in the in the setting of an act regulation order codes of practice and guidelines you can refer to the slide that I've uploaded okay I think on page 6 yeah okay. act is a product such as a statute decree or enactment resulting from a decision by a legislative or judicial body biasanya akta ini akan di di uh, dibentangkan dibahas dan it become an act dipenjadikan akta hasil daripada product of parliament so semua basically akta-akta kita ni comes out from the parliament and then we have regulations a law rule or other prescribed by authority so it can become it can come up from the act sebagai dia punya sumber kuasa and then we have an order a direction or command delivered by a court or other adjudicative body we have codes of practice set of written rules which explains how people work in a particular profession and how they should behave and you also have guidelines a statement or other indication or policy or procedure by which to determine a cause of action okay um, that's all for OSHA um, if you recall our first uh, discussion on on health safety I mentioned to you that we have uh, quite a number of uh, act that relate to health safety of course OSHA the first one health safety also be addressed in factory and machinery act FMA and this is seven so one part uh, dealt by OSHA the other part is dealt by FMA 1967 
the objective of FMA is to control factories operation with respect to safety, health and welfare of person. It's also involved registration and inspection of machinery. So you might answer, you might um, uh, think why FMA is involved. Number one, perhaps because of of the factory regulation on safety and health. We also involve machinery. So machinery, we do use machinery on site. And factory also we have uh, IBS uh, factory which produce product for the construction. So basically, this also involve whether directly or indirectly to construction industry. Okay, let's look at FMA 1967. Contoh diberikan Section 36 FMA 1967. Tiada seorang pun boleh memasang atau menyebabkan untuk dipasang apa-apa jentera kecuali dengan kelulusan bertulis written approval. Dan bagi maksud mendapatkan kelulusan itu hendaklah dikemukakan kepada pemeriksa bukti-bukti sebagaimana yang ditetapkan oleh akta tersebut. So you must have written approval before you can install any any machineries. Okay, alright. So the overview of the act, you have part one until part six, preliminary safety, health and welfare. In part two, part three, person in charge and certificates of competency. Part four, notification of accidents, dangerous occurrence and dangerous diseases. Part five, notice of occupation of factory and registration and use of machinery. And part six, it is general uh, provision. So definition of factory. Apakah yang dinamakan sebagai factory? There must be premises and its boundaries can be defined. Ada kawasan ya. Premises there is manual labor doing process. The process must involve the making, altering, repairing, ornamenting, finishing, cleaning, washing, breaking up and so on. And the process must be for trading. Kalau pakai sendiri, dia kira lain. It must be for trading. Factory refers to places where persons are employed in manual labor related to making, altering, repairing, cleaning and similar activities carried out for the purpose of trade or business. The act does not apply to premises used for housing vehicles, simpan kenderaan, where only minor cleaning and repairs are carried out or to any premises that employ five or less persons. Kalau kilang kecil-kecil, lima dan ke bawah, tidak dikira so maknanya atas ni tidak terguna pakai ok now part 2 more direct safety and health and welfare key points premises must be structurally sound with safe access to work areas ok ok uh, materials and goods must be safely stacked section 10 machinery must be of sound construction and dangerous part must be fence Employees must not misuse safety and health equipment. Employees must not endanger himself and other person. The premises must be kept in a clean state with adequate work space, ventilation, lighting and toilets. And persons must be supplied with adequate facilities for clothing, storage, drinking, water, first aid and washing facilities depending on the type of the business. Employees must be trained on the safety of machinery. So, our machine kat situ, mesti dilatih supaya, supaya pekerja tahu cara menggunakannya. Person in charge and certificates of competency. 
Machinery operators must be adequately trained Kena hantar training kalau tidak So there are new machines come So it's not uh, unusual for the factory owner to send their workers for training abroad Depending from where they get the machines So untuk dapatkan training how to handle the machine and whatever Or under the supervision of a trained person Young persons 16 tahun ke bawah must not I repeat or budak yang berumur 16 tahun ke bawah tidak boleh operate machinery this is probably about section 28 of FMA dan sekiranya berlaku kemalangan mesti dimaklumkan notify of accidents dangerous occurrence and dangerous disease as stated in part 4 of the act the occupier must notify the nearest inspector of accident and diseases termasuk kecederaan dan kematian And then this inspector may investigate accident and dangerous occurrence and hold inquiries into more serious cases. Occupier bukannya kata pemilik bangunan. Penyewa bangunan yang menjadikan bangunan tersebut sebagai kilang. He is now uh, considered as the occupier. Right? So here kena whenever the, the machine, the kilang factory operates, it never happen this such an accident of loss, loss of life or injury. He must notify the nearest inspector okay the, the, the responsibility is now imposed on the occupier uh, in part 4 of the act part 5 notice of occupation of factory administration and use of machinery so yang kilang-kilang ni dia kena notify Dodge within 3 months of the intended start date of operation of the factory and building operations must be notified if last more than 6 weeks Okay, building operation or works of engineering construction. So building operation must be notified if last more than six weeks. Kalau kerjanya building operation itu lebih daripada enam minggu, dia kena notify. Okay, okay. Or works of engineering construction more than six weeks, sebulan setengah mesti dah notify kepada Dodge operasinya. Okay. Changes to the use of factory or machinery must be also notified to Dodge. Okay, and there are certain requirement of standard form to be attached. Part 6 general, Chief Inspector have the power under section 49 and also for offences, general penalty is RM2,000. Certain section can go up to RM5,000. Power to modify agreements, owner may apply to the High Court for the terms of the agreement to be set aside or modified so all these are provided in part 6 of the act medical supervision section 57 cases of illness have occurred which has reason to believe may be due to the nature of the process or other conditions of work There may be risk of injury to the health of persons employed in any process or persons below the age of 18 years are or are about to be employed in work which may cause risk of injury. This is again uh, the power of chief inspector come to medical supervision. Amendment of schedule minister may at any time by order correct any of the schedule section 59 Uh, dalam akta FMA ini there are few jadual few schedules 1, 2 and 3 that define what are considered as dangerous occurrences what are considered as injury 
which term as serious bodily injury and what are industrial diseases. So all these are embodied in Schedule 1, Schedule 2 and Schedule 3. And minister may at any time, okay, by an order, correct or change the content of Schedule 1, Schedule 2 or Schedule 3. As I mentioned earlier, danger evolve by way of uh, advancement of technologies and whatever. So it cannot be stagnant and the, the, the Act gives the power to the minister to change, uh, to add, uh, to, to correct the schedules, to be more updated with the, uh, the, the current needs. Okay, so similar with OSHA, where we have few regulations and comes uh, yang 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 derived from OSHA Act. So the same thing happened to FME. We have FME, have the Parent Act. From that Act, we uh, the, the, the 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 Parliament derived few regulations. And in the case of FME, it's not few. We are having 15 regulations that uh, derive its uh, authority under the Act, FME Act. Okay. The one that uh, really relates to construction uh, is the most uh, relate to construction is number 13. If you refer to Stat 21, number 13, the regulation is factory and machinery building operations and works of engineering construction. Safety regulation 1986. Dalam bahasa singkatan, if you talk to the industry player, this regulation is also known as BOWEC. B-O-W-E-C. Right, so BOWAC is a regulation. Uh, one of the 50 regulations are the FMA, and this is the most uh, appropriate uh, regulation that relates to construction industry. So, list the activities at the construction site excavation, piling, concrete works, installation of wires, cable and pipes, demolition, bricklaying, welding works, handling transportation of construction materials, and others. These are the, the elements that uh, falls under the regulations of POEC. Alright, and uh, on slide number 23, uh, we, we, we talk about the types of accidents on site which involve falling from height, falling at the same level, hit by falling object and so on. So these are the, the type of accidents POEC intended to address. Okay, FMA regulation uh, were passed, alright, for safety and health permission, for activities, tools, and for the employers. Okay, those the, uh, danger, risk, as I mentioned earlier, and area of works that also stated earlier, are the area where BOWAC is intended to be used. Okay, regu regulation three of BOWAC, the application of the regulation. The regulation shall apply to building operations, number one, and to works of engineering construction undertaken by way of trade or business or for the purpose of any industrial or commercial undertaking. So these are the regulations, these are the situations where BOWAC is applicable. Building operation and work of engineering construction with the uh, condition that undertaken by way of trade or business or industrial or commercial undertaking. So technically it is meant for business if you look at the generality of this uh, regulation tree application of BOWEC. Okay, <clears throat> if let, let's go and see the overview of BOWEC. It covers many activities on site. 
part 1 it talk about preliminaries okay generally uh, and part 2 it talk about general provisions part 3 it relates now to concrete work part 4 structural steel and precast concrete assembly part 5 cleaning repairing and maintenance of roof gutters windows part 6 uh, catch platforms part 7 chutes safety belts and nets so these are the thing you will find on site okay and the, the way to man- handle this uh, this uh, 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 what you call it uh, this uh, construction way of doing stuff for example safety belts and whatever are, are clearly stated in bowet regulation Okay, uh, not apart from that, we also have uh, bowlegs to cover runways and ramps, ladders and step ladders, and scaffolds. Scaffolds, ah, huh? part ten. Scaffold is the most uh, one of the most uh, common uh, uh, method of work used on site. Demolition of a building, whatever. Excavation work, material handling and storage. Use and disposal, piling, blasting, and use of explosive, hand and power tools, and other miscellaneous uh, area. So basically, um, an overview of Bowen shows that there are uh, plenty of construction way of uh, work performance on site being monitored and regulated by the regulation. So it is not meant to. Uh, it's not meant to make things difficult for the employees, but it is meant to protect them from possible risks. For example, scaffold. You will there are certain condition for you to use scaffolding, and there are certain condition where you need to have some uh, authorized people to approve that such scaffolding has been properly installed and follow the uh, the uh, requirements of the law. And for example, power tools. The requirement that this power tools be maintained, not just simply used without man- proper maintenance. And piling or blasting or use of explosive. So though we are not very uh, rampant in using explosive on site, but if you decided to use that, there are certain regulations that you have to follow, and these regulations are well stated in Bowek. Okay, all right. Um, uh, the next slides also talk about all these regulations, right? So regulation number one five four. Okay, and the next of the, the rest of the slide have been to, I've illustrated what are the regulation relating to um, the uh, offense uh, occurrences of uh, accidents or area of risk. You can refer to the slides and you can read it. Um, by referring to the bawak itself, right? Uh, I want to refer your attention to Regulation 154 on the penalty. Any person who contravenes any provisions of this regulation shall be guilty of any offence, an offence, and he shall, on conviction, be liable to a fine not exceeding two thousand ringgit. So this is the uh, punishment uh, specified by Regulation 154 of bawak. So there, there is a requirement for you to do something. 
uh, as stated by Bowen, relating to whatever thing you do, be it scaffolding, be it piling or whatever, if you fail to follow such a requirement, you will be held responsible by way of regulation 154 and the penalty will be a fine. Okay, that's about Bowen. So now we talk about how to manage occupational safety and health at the workplace. Requires the commitment of the managers as well as the staff okay, to complete three steps. Number one, the workplace must have a policy statement on occupational safety and health. That's number one. Kena clear of your objective, your target, what you wanted to achieve, what you wanted to do, what's supposed to be done. Must be very clear. Number two, you must have a proper planning, including the implementation of high rank training, instructions, and auditing on occupational safety and health. This is also important. You not just a policy statement, planning of how to achieve that must be there. And you must take I mean, a remedial action for any improvement to be made. I mentioned many times today that uh, health, safety and health, risk to it comes together and it evolves with uh, new machineries, new methods of works and whatnot. So uh, we cannot just rest on our laurel. We need to improve ourselves, and this is where it is stated that you must take remedial action for improvement. If any accident happen, review why it happened and improve the situation. If you are using new machine, review your current policy statement how you can uh, prevent accident from happen. It might be stated in the policy statement and plan it. So. Managing OSH at work, the employer can start by number satu, identify the hazards at the workplace as well as involved in the processes. Number two, evaluate the risk for every activity carried out. You must uh, understand all the activities and the risk and should. Number three, you must take action to control the said risk. And this particular process is termed as HIRAC. Hazard identification, risk assessment, and risk control. And I would say our law basically uh, introduced to cater this. The OSHA, the FMA, the regulation come with it, and the, the common law principle relating to health safety, all relates to first, hybrid, uh, which is hazard identification, risk assessment, and come with it, risk control. So the law imposed on the party to achieve this, right? So at the end of the day, responsibility is in our hands. We're responsible to ourselves, to the people around us. So I want to wish you guys to stay safe, right? Not just during this COVID, the PKP period also in whatever you do, right? I believe some of you have reached home. Uh, have you enjoyed your stay with your families? Wherever you are, everybody, stay safe and um, yeah, take care. Bye.